Good morning. Welcome to my view from the rim. It's Easter Sunday, though just barely. The sun has not risen. <clears throat> Forgive me. Um, the sun has not risen on that Easter Sunday so many years ago. I wanted to talk this morning or tonight, however you want prefer to look at it, from the perspective of eternity. I was having a discussion with somebody um, earlier this week. And we were talking about faith and, and talking about the faith of those who chose to come to earth. those who chose to follow the Father, who accepted the plan and chose not to rebel, like the one-third of the host. And think about, even though they were in the perfect light and knowledge for our Father in Heaven, the plan depended upon Jesus Christ coming to the earth and living a sinless life. It depended on him being perfect. Now, of course, we know that because this was Father's plan, he knew Jesus so well. that he knew that he would be able to fulfill the mission, and that's why he was sent. But think about all those who've lived from the time of Adam down to the death of Jesus Christ. Those who were believers had faith that he would come one, that he would come at all. But two, that he would live a life that would make him a suitable sacrifice for mankind. And for those who knew the plan of salvation, had it taught to them, knew full well the fallen world that they lived in. And yet they had faith that even though they were not perfect, they also knew that they were not the firstborn of the Father. And that Jehovah would come and fulfill his mission. That, my friends, is faith. I think about that today because for those who have lived afterwards and have been taught the gospel of Jesus Christ through the ages, Christ has already made his atoning sacrifice for us. All we have to do is believe that 
it happened. And that it carried validity to redeem us from our sins. About a year and change ago, I did a series on the Articles of Faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the fourth article of faith is we believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are first, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, repentance. Third, baptism by immersion for the remission of sins. And fourth, the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ, plain and simple. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world? Do you believe that he atoned for your sins so that you can return to live with Heavenly Father once again? Now we learn from James that faith without works is dead. But works don't have to be some great thing. In fact, based on the fourth article of faith that I just had quoted, what is one of the first works that we do once we have developed that faith in Jesus Christ? is we take action and repent of our sins. That is how we demonstrate our faith. We further demonstrate our faith by keeping his commandments. By loving God above all but by loving others as we love ourselves. And that includes, by the way, loving ourselves. Me being the somewhat pessimistic person that I've always kind of been. Always recognize that that was, so to speak, an out. And if I didn't really love myself... And what harm is there in not loving others, or rather treating others the way I treat myself? My friends, we are so much better than that. Christ suffered and died for the one. He gave the parable of the lost sheep. You know, he asked, if you have a lost sheep, will you not put up or leave the ninety and nine and go look for that lost individual? While the atonement 
of Jesus Christ was performed for all of mankind. Make no mistake. He suffered for us each as individuals. He knows our pain. He knows our heartache and our troubles, and he knows those problems that people struggle with, whether they're addictions, whether they're in bad relationships. He who knows all sees well beyond the surface and sees our hearts and sees those trying to overcome sin that perhaps they've struggled with their entire life. Always willing to help lift them up. Always willing to help carry them. And carry us all he does. We are not capable in mortality of paying the price for our sin. The beautiful thing is we don't have to. What is asked of us? Very simple. A broken heart and a contrite spirit. And that's it. If you're saying, well, that sounds pretty easy. Well, think about this. For us to truly repent of our sins, we need to feel a godlike sorrow and remorse for our sins. We need to feel the importance of laying those sins aside, laying them at the feet of Jesus. so that we can fully repent and improve upon ourselves day by day. Our Father in Heaven loves us so much That in that great council before the world was, or before we came to this earth, he showed his plan that was that his son would come and would perform a sacrifice so that all of us from Adam to the last person born, 
can have the agency or the choice to learn and understand the difference between good and evil. And my friends, where are we today in this world where those lines are blurred, vague, The world wants to try to normalize any and all behavior, but especially behavior that's contrary to the nature of God. If we want to partake of the atonement of Jesus Christ and receive uh, remission of our sins, we have to follow that path. We have to show our works through repentance and through charitable or Christ-like love to those around us. Little did the disciples know back in that day that the fulfillment of prophecy which they had seen and heard Christ speak of all during his ministry but that they would see it in a way that the world has never before seen that God himself the only one who could do it being the only begotten Son of the, of the living God in the flesh. The only one who was able to willingly lay down his life and take it back up was about to do just that. As a resurrected being with a, a body and glory his body perfected except for the telltale marks of the crucifixion the nail prints in his hands and wrists and feet if they slept at all this night One must think that they probably slept very poorly. And no doubt Mary, the other Mary, probably didn't sleep at all, preparing to go at first light to the tomb to properly prepare the Savior. Think about how they felt about doing this last mission of love. Remember how Judas questioned 
the use of, of expensive oils on the Savior's feet by Mary. And he said that she was preparing him for his burial. This was the last honor that they thought they would be able to give their Lord. And even though things didn't go the way they had thought, they had also learned to trust in him. But still, think about how troubled, how scared, how emotional, and how spiritually drained this group of disciples was from Friday on the cross and in the tomb. Until the sun rising in the east heralded the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of him, all will be resurrected. That's a story for tomorrow. But for now, I just leave you with this. Because of the glory of the Son, because of his fulfilling his mission on earth, the earth will rejoice. And ultimately, all mankind will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is, is the Son of God the Redeemer of the world. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And just as Christ had said on that Palm Sunday so many centuries ago, If you were to stop the people singing, the rocks would cry out. My friends, in just a few hours, we will celebrate at dawn the culmination of Christ's ministry as the glorified Savior appears to one and then appears to many. For he has risen and he lives. This is my testimony and my view from the rim. Good night. Or if you prefer, good morning.